Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. There's a, an appropriate intro song, if, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> well, the U.S. Army is reportedly not backing down on its COVID-19 vaccine order toward members of the National Guard and Army Reserve. In documents obtained by the Daisy Daily Caller News Foundation, the Army's latest policy on COVID-19 vaccination states that the provision in the National Defense Authorization Act overturning the entire military's vaccination mandate does not apply to orders given to the National Guard or Reserves. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> this is what happens when you pass bills in the dark of night without amendments and without reading the 4,000-page bills. Joining us now to explain to us just how wrong this is is Lieutenant Colonel Lisa Jaster. Colonel Jaster graduated from West Point Academy with a B.S. in civil engineering and was commissioned as an active duty engineer officer. In 2003, she deployed in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom as a company executive officer, later serving as the battalion operations construction officer. After leaving the active army, Lisa was employed by Shell Oil for 12 years. And then from October, April to October 2015, she took a six-month leave of absence and attended Army Ranger School. Yeah, just, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go to Army Ranger School, being one of three female members that actually graduated from the first integrated Ranger School course. Yeah, yeah no big deal. I'm just going to take a few months off and go complete Ranger School. Colonel Jaster, thank you for joining us this evening, and, and thank you for your service to our country. Thank you so much for having me, John. And I love that song, by the way. Oh, well, I, you know, my producer, Dave, is is one of the best. So I can always count on him for, for good <laughs> intro music. So let's, let's look at this. I, uh, on December 30th, the Department of Defense was forced to rescind the COVID-19 shot mandate for all military service members after Biden signed the NDAA into law. And if I'm re- reading this right, when Congress passed that 4,000-page omnibus spending bill in the dark of night, 
They rushed it so badly, they basically didn't do their due diligence, and National Guard and Reserve members were left out of the protections afforded to all other members of the military. Is that right? Am I reading that right? That's what I've seen as well. But um, I guess what I've seen also is just as we're we're kind of behind on the mandate being lifted, we were behind on being instituted as well. Yeah, well, yeah. This is not rare for the, um, I can't speak for the National Guard. I've never served. And I do know that that's a, you know, it's a, it's a state focused entity, but with regards to the reserve, there is an expectation that it takes a little longer to roll things out for us. Part of the problem is where we sit in, in the overall big scheme of things and, and how our hierarchies kind of fall out. I just, it seems to me Having served in a legislature, I served in the Kansas legislature, and quite often we would pass laws and then the law would go over to the bureaucratic entities. And then they oftentimes what would happen would be this concept of legislative intent where we pass the law and then the, you know, the bureaucrats would sit over there and they'd say, well, we're going to do this the way we want to because we can find a loophole and get away with what we want under the intent of the law. And it seems to me like lawmakers on Capitol Hill had negotiated into the law that all service members would no longer be required to get the jab in order to keep their jobs. The military is clearly ignoring this legislative intent. Isn't that what's happening here? Well, so to my knowledge also, and, and I, I sit on a very interesting position being a currently serving service member, but also being, of course, uh, a citizen who has a full-time job and a career outside of the military. The joy of being a reservist is, yeah. is I've got one foot on both sides of this. But the, the active duty soldier in me, the person who remembers way back when, when it was my day-to-day job, um, I know that I don't really understand 100% what's going on in the politics in the background, but I do know that as someone who currently serves one week in a month, two weeks out of the year, I left battalion command almost a year ago. This was all very, um, very forefront. We were going through the religious and the, the medical exemptions. We were trying to figure out um, who was disobeying a direct order because they were disobeying a direct order and who was being um, – had honest concerns and, you know, trying to work through that, which of course, when you deal with people, especially people you only work with for one weekend a month, two weeks out of the year, it's a very complicated situation. But out of all the people I've worked with during that COVID period of time, I don't actually know anyone who lost their, uh, lost their job or forced out of the military. Now I do know that there were some, and this happened after I left command, there, there were mandates that you could no longer attend schools and no longer right. do career progression activities. But I wasn't in the type of unit where that impacted me once those um, stipulations came in. So I can't speak too intelligently about that, but I do feel pretty positive based on the leadership I've worked with all the way up to the chief of the Army Reserve that they're going to stick up for um, the chief of the Army major of the Army Reserve for sure, are going to stick up for the soldiers. Um, retention is a really big issue in the military right now, and we would hate to lose good soldiers who are doing this literally 
for fun. Because when you think about one week in a month, two weeks out of the year, that's your free time. That's your family time. And so I believe in our leadership because I happen to be in a position in my career where I know them, that our leadership is going to go and fight for our Army Reservists. The National Guard leadership is, is very similar. Yeah, you're referring to that policy, the National Guard, at least, and the Reserve had that policy, at least as of last July, where unvaccinated soldiers who had not received an exemption could no longer participate in federally funded drills and training and would not receive pay or retirement credit. Um, that is still in, in place, at least until, you know, they run a revision of this law or an amendment or the DOD decides to change the policy. We're talking to Lieutenant Colonel Lisa Jaster. Um, the National Guard has a 91% vaccination rate with 5,400 troops refusing the vaccine. The Army Reserves has a 92% vaccination rate with 4,500 refusals. So all those soldiers, at least theoretically, are now no longer protected because the military is choosing to use this loophole to uh, enforce their mandate. It's just a, it seems like, why are you picking this fight? You know, the, why is the Department of Defense choosing to pick this fight? I, especially in your context where you just mentioned that, you know, they want retention. It would seem like right now would not be the time to then focus on, on a vaccine mandate. And I wish I was, I wish I had access to those um, behind the doors conversations. Um, just, just as the stats you mentioned, percentage, percentage, but you know, percentages don't matter when you're thinking about individuals and you're thinking about retention. Right. Um, and, and like I said earlier, I know the upper echelon leadership in our military, specifically in the Army Reserve, or I know their policies. I feel like I know their policies. And I'm hoping that they're knocking on doors in D.C. to try to get all of this um, figured out as quickly as possible. I hope you're right. And I'm sure they are, because it, it, it could be just as simple as it was an oversight. And this actually goes back to passing a bill hastily without properly vetting it without you know giving it the due diligence necessary and, and i don't think this even falls on the military i think it falls on congress doing their job and following proper order where they would have caught this mistake if you ask me um colonel before i i let you go i did want to ask you i saw you've got a new book coming out the adjective a soldier's adventures in ranger school it it talks from just the synopsis that i read it really talks about your the emphasis of the book, if I'm correct, is about proving your merit should always trump your labels, which is a phenomenal concept, especially in a society where so many are obsessed and not your merit. Um, the book is, is just come out, correct? Is that right? It comes out January 31st. Okay. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yes, sir. And can you tell us a little bit about it and where folks can find it? Yeah, so primarily it'll be on Amazon.com, where where all books seem to live. <laughs> there is going to be an Audible version um, out later. Uh, I, I'm also selling fine copies off my website, DeleteTheAdjective.com. But more about the book is I tried not to get very preachy in the actual manuscript, talking about the importance of deleting the adjective. But the concept is to tell to help people understand that just because I'm 140 pounds, 145 now after Christmas, <laughs> uh, and only five foot four, that doesn't mean I should be automatically excluded from the military's premier leadership training. And I say that because a lot of arguments against 
let's say women in combat arms have been, well, are they strong enough or could they do this activity or could they live in the woods for an extended period of time? Well, my question to you is, is that the requirement or is gender the requirement? That's the requirement if it's strength, if it's, you know, mental and physical toughness, uh, the ability to live in austere environments, then that's not a male or female thing. There are there are men that are smaller than me. There are men that can lift less than me. There are men that are less resilient. So being a male shouldn't be the divider. It should be all of the qualities that we need for our forward operating forces. And that's really the underlying message behind delete the adjective. But hopefully it's just some good stories for most people to enjoy and giggle at and kind of maybe maybe be a little shocked by what goes on behind closed doors sometimes. Well, and I love the concept because, you know, keep in mind, we had a Supreme Court justice nominee fine a woman. And in this case, we have someone who's trying to point out that just because of a label, you shouldn't be uh, exempted from something. And I think you're absolutely right. I think it should be based on merit. It should be based on whether or not you can do the job, regardless of your label, regardless of your, you know, whatever. Uh, And I I think it's a great idea. Delete the adjective is the name of the book, A Soldier's Adventures in Ranger School. You can be found on Twitter. Twitter at delete the ADJ for delete the adjective. And the website again is delete the adjective.com. Correct? Yes, sir. That is correct, John. Colonel, I appreciate you. Thank you again for, for joining us this evening and, and carry on the fight. And again, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. It's been my pleasure. We'll be taking your calls at 745, but coming up after the break, Representative Leo Delperdang will bring us our latest under the dome legislative update from Topeka. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 